You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. A, 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 a Giants podcast for Giants fans. By Giants fans. It's Sean Morash. Down, down, down the sideline. Into the end zone. From the offseason through the wins and the losses, it's time to take one, one, one giant, giant step, step with your host, Sean Morash. All right, it's one giant step, a late recap edition here on this Tuesday, October 17th. The Giants losers again, but losers with hope in Buffalo as they fall in a very controversial game. So now... Uh, if you're listening to this, and I'm your host, Sean Morish, I'm sh- assuming you've listened to plenty of giant reaction other places, including free on the Odyssey app and on WFAN. We recapped the game on Monday on Evan and Tiki. So, I, I to me, I just want to go over and, and kind of fine-tooth comb a couple things. First of all, my immediate reaction was anger at the officials, as we all had. You need to throw a flag there pass interference on Darren Waller, and the idea that you can't on two straight downs is absolutely hogwash and absolutely bogus. Not bogus, not bogus, my former partner in crime on the DA show. Uh, It was terrible. That being said, are we convinced the Giants would have scored at the one-yard line? And this is something I keep coming back to because they failed to do it at the end of the half with Terod Taylor being a bonehead, and they couldn't convert on that one throw because Terod Taylor throws a ball five five feet too high of Darren Waller. So I'm not convinced of that. That being said, in this game, as I've now gone through a rewatch, and I wouldn't have done so if I had just reacted on Sunday night, I've made this point on Twitter, at Sean Morash, and I've seen the longing because of the slot fade throws that Terod Taylor made, a couple which were absolutely pretty. There's no doubt about it. He had a couple pretty throws. But overall, Terod Taylor was the primary reason above Brian Dable and above the officials the Giants lost this football game. Justin Pugh's job at left tackle, and I don't want to hear that, you know, Daniel Jones makes it harder for the offensive line. Yeah, Could he run into a couple sacks like Sam Howell does? Of course. Uh, this was not a matter of simply the offensive line looked better because Terod Taylor was better. No, no, no. The offensive line looked kind of awful to start the game, and the moment Josh Azudu got hurt and Justin Pugh slid over, he had that one bad play looking behind him. He settled in with technique and did a pretty freaking admirable job, and it really stabilized things from a pass rush stand- standpoint, they were awful run blocking up front. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But as a result, man, we all want to goo goo gaga over long passes and Tarod Taylor hitting a couple and missing a couple, frankly. I think jaw dropped a lot of people because it was something different. He missed so much intermediate stuff. He, he, he just behind, down low. Wandell Robinson could have had another 30 to 60 yards receiving in this game if you do the rewatch, if Tarod Taylor's, you know, just take some easy stuff for him. And it's like we got two polar opposites. Daniel Jones got afraid to pull the trigger early in this year behind the offensive line, and now Terod Taylor almost doesn't want to take the easy throws that could have sustained drives and maybe found this way into the end zone. And more importantly than anything, Terod Taylor is taught, or you should know, as a backup quarterback, and he's a longtime starter and backup. You cannot lose a game. Don't lose the game for the team, especially a game like that where the defense is humming, getting turnovers. We can talk about the defense in a second. But Terod Taylor lost the game at the end of the first half when you just have to know you can't check into a run and apparently was told he can't check into a run and yet still checked into a run. And the Giants walked away with no points, changing the complexion, not making that a two-possession game at the half was absolutely backbreaking. So... You can fall in love with your long throws all you want. Terod Taylor lost them the football game because of that. And I would argue Terod Taylor is so lucky he didn't get tackled inbounds and actually got out of bounds with one or two seconds left to even get that play that caused that pass interference at the end off. The idea that he took off and ran and didn't take two shots at the end zone, again, absolutely boneheaded and atrocious. Saquon Barkley had those two monster runs on the same drive, helped set things up, and then couldn't get on the field for second and third down. That eventually led the Giants to kick, by the way, to go up and get to their ninth points there. Also a problem. Saquon, if you're going to play and you want a big contract, team needs you in crucial downs. Brian Dable didn't have a lack of aggression, and I almost give him a pass for it because why would you? This team doesn't score. They give you no confidence. They can score. It is wildly different than week one versus Tennessee where they'd come all the way back and then you trust momentum. Uh, But some of the undisciplined stuff, the penalties, I still don't understand on special teams why some of these guys are returning kicks. They got no shot at getting to 25. Only that penalties taken and set the Giants back, that one Paris Campbell run. Uh, There is some stuff that's just been left to be desired. But the Giants were right there with a chance to win a football game. And why were they? Because the defense is coming along. I was angry at the defense versus Miami because despite the turnovers, they would let the Dolphins come right back down the field. But Deontay Banks is absolutely maturing as a corner. Cordell Flott still has some mistakes mentally, but is maturing as a corner. Looks light years different than he did in camp to start the year. And kudos to him. He's fought his way back into the rotation as a good nickel corner. Micah McFadden is a tackle machine, and Bobby Okereke had his best game as a New York Giant. Dexter Lawrence caused some havoc. Kayvon Thibodeau's got to finish that sack, man. That is one of those cases where everybody talks about pressures on quarterbacks compared to stats. And, well, you know, a quarterback pressure is just as good as a sack. No, not really, because Josh Allen extended a play there. If Kayvon Thibodeau finishes the play, then, you know, maybe they have something. 
I, I just think defensively in this game, the Giants turned a corner, and it both scares me and encourages me as this Giant team moves forward. I don't know the mental aspects of a defense if they feel like they're going to keep putting their ass out there, but the offense doesn't score if that mentally breaks you, and I would hope it doesn't. Wink Martindale seems to be too good a coach, and I'm really looking forward to seeing specifically Flott and Banks uh, basically grow as the year goes on, and Kayvon Thibodeau as well. Clearly, you want to see all these guys take next steps. But if this offense continues to sputter and not score, will that kind of derail the defense? If it doesn't, as this giant schedule weakens, for as much of a problem as I had with Terod Taylor on Sunday, you know, the Giants should score more than nine points in some of these games. And, and it, this is what I'm talking about where it both scares me and excites me. I want to see good football. As a fan, I want to sit down on a Sunday. I don't want to lose the rest of the games from a selfish, I want to enjoy a couple Sundays point of view. But watching quarterback play around the league, you could see the haves and the have-nots. And if this season is going to stink and we're going to have to sit through a stinky season, is it really worth sitting through a five-win season as opposed to a one- or a two-win season if that means getting Caleb Williams or Drake May? I think I'd rather have that a quarterback. I think I would. I think I'd rather have an exciting, fresh outlook and hope that you get one of the next generational greats a quarterback, and I really have come along that way. But that being said, the schedule does soften, and I think the defense is rolling, and I have a feeling the Giants are going to win enough football games to not be in that mix with the proverbial no-man's land. Now, it doesn't mean you can't pick a quarterback at 7, 8, or 9, but it does mean you're not going to get one of those top two guys. Does that mean you get a Michael Penix out of Washington? I mean, gee, it's not even Halloween we're doing draft talk. But that 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 is the case. So that's where we are right now. A little quick hit, quick kind of temperature gauge. Daniel Jones, by the way, as I'm uh, doing this pod, has already spoken on Up and Adams on FanDuel Network and didn't exactly sound optimistic. Basically, sounded like he had to beg trainers to play on Sunday. So I'm guessing more Terod Taylor versus Washington, but something to monitor as the week goes on. And with that, maybe maybe it is serious. Maybe he will miss a lot of time. If so, I don't know why he hasn't already been put on IR. But Andrew Thomas is walking up and down the sideline. You have missed six games now with this, or five and a half games. It feels like with this hamstring. I know he played the rest of Dallas. Wasn't the same player. If that hamstring is not close to playing, do we need the guy walking up and down the sideline on Sunday night? And I love Andrew Thomas. I don't know why that bothered me. Wrap him in bubble wrap. Because this team needs to stabilize itself as the offensive line. That injury killed this season. And the fact that he doesn't seem to be practicing, but yet, I'm sorry, an offensive lineman on a hamstring, are you good or not? If you're walking up and down, you got to be close to playing. If not, sit down. As you can see, I've completely lost my mind. All right. Fun little note, though, if you're a One Giant Step listener, if you're a fan of mine, you listen to Evan and Tiki, I will actually be at the next two games and a fan-friendly tailgate before the Commander game this Sunday. Stop by Reds, Carlstad. It's right outside MetLife. They do the shuttle back and forth to the stadium. You could also walk there over that bridge uh, into MetLife. Starting at about 9 a.m., Mark Malusis will do a Sunday morning football program on WFAN. Myself, Evan Roberts, Tommy Lugar will be there hanging out with you guys, the fans. And if you really can't stand me or you want to take it your frustrations, we're going to be throwing some garbage at me as well. Yes, that's what the giant season has come to. So stop by Reds before the game. Say hello. Commiserate together. But maybe, just maybe, with the Commanders, the Jets, yes, I know the Jets have beaten the Eagles and look good versus the Chiefs. Guess what? They also lost to the Patriots, who stink. Uh, and then the Raiders. The Giants do seemingly have some winnable games. But, geez, they need to get in the end zone. All right. Quick little pod for you. I appreciate everybody listening. As always, we'll be back at the end of the week to preview 
the Giants and Commanders. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean Morash, at Morash Radio on Instagram. And thank you for taking one giant step with me.